All right, we're yeah. live. All right. Uh, so this is the first podcast of the actual NFL season, and there's a lot of shit to say. So I mean, let's just let's just hop right into it. We got uh, we got Josh, Marco, and I think Jake just joined. Did you just join, Jake? Yeah, he's yes, here. All right. So we got we got us four. Um, all right. Let's start off at the at the best one o'clock game. Let's let's go Chiefs Brown. Chiefs Browns. You gotta go earlier than that. You gotta start the best game of the weekend on Thursday. Well, it, we already we yeah. All right, we can do that. Um, yeah, we didn't cover it. So I don't know. This was like I guess a false prelude to the NFL season. We get a good high scoring game and it's like back and forth. All the fantasy players are going off, and then you get to Sunday. A lot, a lot of busts this week. A lot of low-scoring games, but some high-scoring games. So, it's interesting. What do you guys think of the Thursday night game? Thursday, Thursday was. I think I gave uh, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Thursday was it was definitely an interesting one. I think, honestly, yeah. I honestly biggest takeaway is that uh, Tom Brady's Tom Brady's twenty-five years old still, yeah. and uh, Dallas Dallas's offense, the sky is the limit. I think so too. I uh, the, I I will say the uh, I mean okay. Let's talk about Zeke for a second. What uh, J- Jake? I'll, uh, Jake, I'll ask you. What do you think about Zeke right now? I mean, scale of one to ten, how scared are you? Great. That guy was blocking real good out there. Yeah, reps are an issue. I wanna. I mean, I'm not worried about it right now. See, I don't even. I, I don't think I entirely agree. Like the thing is, okay, so Zeke played like pretty, like okay, he played pretty, like above he was average. On the field, like seventy, eighty percent of the game. Yeah, but like when you when you look at the game, like when you wa- when you watch him play, like there's clear. I'm not saying he's bad or anything. I'm saying there's like there is a clear difference when you watch him play now versus when you watch him play two years ago. Like. I think the first drive he looked great, and then they just. I, I don't even think I. Using him I don't think I would use half. the word great. I, I think I would use the word like above uh, average. Uh, he looked ready to go, and then like he got like they just didn't run him until the second half. I well yeah they were they were getting like blown. Hard to watch. I don't know the uh, there were plays where I just like I don't know you tell me if you disagree. The, I, there were just plays where he was given like chances to make a move, and like even though there was like bad blocking on some plays. Like it felt like he didn't even try to run guys over, or he didn't even try to like hit a, hit a, hit a, hit a direction hard. Like it, it just felt weird. He's a le- he's a lot less confident right now, but uh, I think he'll it'll come back. He also, I this is my number one opinion of, of Zeke this year. As an, I own him for the first time ever. I think that personally, in a in a good matchup for Dallas, I'm expecting twenty points. Oh yeah, in a matchup sure. where in a matchup where I think that that's going to be close or worse, I'm I'm his floor is is literally four points. Yeah, and I agree. That's 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 the best way to describe him, and that's literally like they're going to be scoring a lot. So the, that's so a pro- the, the problem. Is, is like hopefully they uh, just get uh, they're down inside the five enough where he gets ch- chances because like honestly they can, they're going to score from everywhere. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. The 
I don't think that you want to touch any of the Bucks running backs. I think that's going to be a disaster. Uh, I mean, they both. I think lo- you fire Lenny with full confidence. Right? I think. I think absolutely. I, I don't think absolutely. I, I think they both looked pretty terrible. Like the like, I think they both look equally bad. Like there's not there's not one ray of hope in this entire backfield. Like honestly, like if I like if I was a coach, I would just play, play Geo every single snap and never never run. This seems to me that we have three guys in here who are on the Lenny train, and it's just you're trying to like I'm you're trying you, to attach the Fernet caboose to the back of your Rojo train that's on fire. <laughs> is what sounds like is happening. No, right I'm now. telling you, they're like both. They're, they Arians, care about either of them. Yeah, like we had Bruce Arians say that quote unquote, Ronald Jones was <laughs> mentally not ready to get past the fumble. And speaking of Zeke, one thing that you guys didn't say, I saw a quote from Kellen Moore that said they called 28 running plays to Zeke, but Dak audibled out of 12 of them. So <laughs> I think that is very serious. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't see I that. Will. That's awesome. All right. Oh, they're best friends. Oh, All right. Zeke talking about that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 go on to the next game. I think that covers up pretty much everything. Okay, no, 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 no. There's one thing to cover. What, Mike now. Evans? Yeah, you want to do Mike Evans? No, Antonio Brown is the surefire wide receiver one there, and he's a surefire wide receiver one through five. He might be a top five wide receiver this year. I'm not ready to say I that. Love, I'm not ready I to love say my that. Flaming hot take. He had seven. He had seven targets. Who Antonio Brown? And they're always yeah, going to be Tyreek Hill like targets. But they were targets. good targets. Yeah, they're always going to be unbelievable. Dude, Jake, you gotta, Jake, you gotta let people talk, dude. I mean, I was talking too. <laughs> all right i i all three of us are talking alex all right, i agree josh um the i i completely agree i, I think this is how it's going to be the entire season uh i think chris godwin's the one you're going you're gonna want to start every week antonio brown's gonna be the guy that could go for 30 points and then mike evans uh he could just go off or he could just get two points and it's gonna be this, I, this is gonna be every week yeah, I also I changed my stance on who I think is going to be the touchdown whore out of between Godwin and Evans. Uh, uh, Godwin will always be there for Tom, but it's going to be between Gronk and Evans. Who's going to score the touchdowns, Gronk or Evans? Yeah, I don't know. I, I will, thing. Like, yeah. the offense is literally like it's the exact same team as last year, except A B and Gronk are now have their football legs under them. And they are not playing like the 35, 33 year olds they are. Like, they're playing like they are playing their entire career. Like, I am. This team's going to be really, really good. Really, really, really good. But Dallas's defense did actually surprise me. Like, their run defense was very, very good. And I think they're, I think, like, I think the other running backs were just terrible. Well, I mean, see, that's the thing. You're just so, like, Hell bent on the fact that Rojo is. I think Leonard Fournette. I think no. I think Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette literally saved the game for the Bucks. Oh my god! I think they're both. They both played horribly. That's what I'll say. Okay. Well, again, we have found the soft spot with you, so I feel okay, like whatever, whatever, whatever. All right, all right, all right, all right. Phil- next game I have on the list is the Seahawks and Colts. I think now that we're in like Alex's depression we should just get it all out of the way early and talk yeah, about I this agree. game that went down the uh so, I, I watched this I, entire game start to finish i'll tell you carson Wentz was better than i thought he was gonna be like he 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 was like he made a lot of quick decisions and i mean you, you don't see it on any one receiver because i mean we don't have any good receivers like the 
The thing that I, th- I will say is the big standout from this game to me was a uh, number one, Russell Wilson's amazing. And number two, Jonathan Taylor's like ready to be a dude. Like he is like, like I, where he was being drafted, I was like, I was not super sold, but I'm telling you after watching him play, like he's, he's ready. He's going to be a star. Um, the rest of this game, I think, is exactly how we thought it would get, was going to go. I mean, Tyler Lockett was going to destroy our defense because we played zone every play, and we played zone every play, and he just ate us alive. And then DK Metcalf is just unguardable by anybody we have, so he just got molested. That's pretty much the entire game. You also, you your amazing offensive line was a letdown. Like, they were awful. Swiss cheese yesterday. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we're, we're, we're Anthony. Not, like, any stretch of the imagination, the worst offensive line of the weekend, though. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. In the game yeah. where, you know, Seattle's pass rush is not anything to talk about. Yeah, our left that, tackle got. That was atrocious, man. Yeah, our left tackle got absolutely blown up. Like, we lost Anthony Costanzo in the offseason, and, and Eric Fisher's still not healthy, and I don't know who's playing our left tackle, but he got exposed. The, uh,. Uh, the rest of the line, I don't actually, I actually don't know if Quinton was playing. I actually wasn't paying that close, close attention. But the, uh, I'll tell you, the left tackle position hurts a lot. Um, yeah. But the, yeah, I will say definitely a huge step down. I will say JT. JT is like, he, he's probably, if I had to give you like a ranking of the players last week, I would say honestly like top five, top three running backs in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I, I strongly disagree. All right, noted. Next. Uh, let's go to, where do you want to go next, Marco? The next one I have on the list is the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to NRG Stadium to take on Houston Texans. There's honestly not much to talk about here. I, no. I'm, I didn't watch a lot of this game. I, I, wa- watched, I watched like first half yeah. and then I, got, I could turn it off right away. I knew exactly how it was going to go down. That's uh-huh. what happened. I was watching, I wasn't watching the game, but I was like checking the ticker and I saw that James Robinson didn't have a carry until, like, the second quarter. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So, like, I tuned in, and it was literally just, like, Urban Meyer was like, all right, Trevor Lawrence, this is your first ever NFL game, so we're going to let you throw the ball 53 times and see if you can do it against, like, the worst-ranked run defense in the NFL last year who drafted nobody, signed nobody, traded away their, like, Bradley Roby. It's just, like, a nightmare. But then again, like, honestly... Don't sleep on Tyrod Taylor, okay? Oh my god, like, dude, shut up. Just let me tell you this. this is why, like, go ahead, go ahead. He was literally starting over Justin Herbert, who turned out to be good. He started over Baker Mayfield, who also turned out to be good. Like Tyrod Taylor has been like a starting quarterback in the NFL for like the past six years. Honestly, you can't like expect much out of him, but like I wouldn't be surprised if he's like the quarterback twenty. Man, we all year. know who Tyra Taylor is. Yeah, we do. Like, he, like the I'm, he's yeah. a he's a floor of a floor of four and a ceiling of thirty, and then you'll you'll get thirty once once a season. Yeah, and then you'll, you'll get, get everything you'll, else in the middle. Yeah, you'll get. I think you. I think more. Like if I had to put like if I had to set like an over under on him every week, I would set the line at like thirteen. Yeah, I'm just That's surprised fair. that the Texans scored thirty seven points. Like, why are you dude, why, dude, the, like, the Jags? I did, dude, the Jags. I, I, okay, so I, I bet the Jags on my prop tickets, and I, I will never bet them again, no matter how big the spread is. They are the worst team in the league. Like, they are worse than the Lions. Like, guys, by they drafted first overall. They didn't get the best quarterback in the class. They lost their second round pick. What are you guys expecting from this team? Yeah, it was There's terrible. Nothing to expect. It's terrible. I mean, the thing is, like, 
I thought the Texans were gonna be worse. Like they went four and thirteen, four and twelve last year, and then they lost well, the franchise dude, quarterback. It's like it's hard to it's hard to be bad when you when like your collective running backs go for like two hundred yards and three touchdowns. Because they game plan better, absolutely. Yeah, like they game plan better, and they have they have four running backs that can all they can all start on teams that are injury. Mark Ingram averaged like, three point three a carry and had more carries than the entire Jacksonville. Jackson yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, and if you uh, dude, James Robinson twenty six carries. Oh man, like right. like I, I, I don't want to talk about this game for too long. Yeah, yeah. Let's, no, yeah, there's no, nothing that, left. There's nothing left. I, That's everything. Well, if you want to cut Trevor Lawrence, is 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 could be fine. Could be, be good. Fine. Yeah, I, 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 we saw good and bad. I think it's too early to tell. He looked better than he did in the preseason, which isn't saying much. That's about. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, next we can. Speaking of awful, awful teams, the Falcons hosted the Eagles, and wow. I thought okay. that, that was actually. I watched be this entire game. <laughs> I'm so lose. sorry. <laughs> I watched this entire game start to finish, every single snap. I watched the first half. You, yeah. The number one takeaway mm. from this game is that Philly will not be able to run the ball all season. Jalen Hurts is going to throw the ball 50 times a game. Okay. And Jalen Hurts is actually is effective with his it's feet. I actually love Jalen Hurts. I, I do agree. I was really impressed with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Fun fact, I was reading this quote from Devontae Smith, the interview, and then <laughs> he said, I saw it was man coverage, so I knew it was going to be a touchdown. <laughs> 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 so I mean, adjust your rankings as you will, but he's gone up a couple spots. But Dude, I will say, yeah, like, I will say, first, yeah, he. Uh, go ahead. The first like start to this game, like the Falcons literally were just like running the ball so well. They were mixing mm-hmm. it up with like the play action, and they just drove down the field, got stopped, kick a field goal. Drove down the field, got stopped, kick a field goal, and then as soon like, as okay. that happened, I knew, bro, I knew. Like. They just scored two field goals on their first two drives and then went the rest of the game with just, like, terrible, terrible offensive game plan. Like I said, their coordinator is the former Titans coordinator, so I'm mm-hmm. literally convinced that he still thinks that Derrick Henry is in the backfield. So it's Bro, like, he, run calls. as soon as they kicked field goals twice in a row after red zone possessions, I was like, this guy is lost. Like, he thinks that he could just run it in from 19 yards on third and six. I'm like, man... This guy has a former MVP at quarterback. Matt Ryan knows how to get to de- deliver the fucking football, basically. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm watching. Like, I had, I had no money on Atlanta. I had, like, honestly, I didn't care who won this game. But I'm watching this, pulling my hair out. I'm like, Kyle Pitts is supposed to be the next best thing. We don't even target him in, in the red zone. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it was... Like, yeah. <laughs> to be fair though, they did call one, I think, draw on third and nine to Cordero Patterson, and they did convert at the end of the first half. <laughs> <laughs> I but, saw that. I did see that. I was yeah, like, look, I, I just shake my head. I'm just like, that shouldn't work. <laughs> you know, good for you. But yeah, honestly, like the Eagles, I, I think they look like they looked really good, and I think Devonte Smith is gonna have a fine transition to the nfl i will say yeah yeah i agree i was gonna say the the only the big takeaway for me on this game was jalen hurt did look like a lot improved like he had a few good throws that i just noticed that were like really accurate like the i mean they're the one obvious one is the touchdown but there was a few Mm. there was a few just sideline throws that you just like that he just did not make last year and he looks he he looks a lot better like he like if i had to gauge this level of improvement i would say like the difference 
difference between like Josh Allen's first year and his very first game the next year. Uh, I would say that's that's sort of what I see from Jalen Hurts. The only difference yeah. is is like obviously Josh Allen has like shown that he like he has no idea what he's doing, and I think Jalen Hurts like he's he's he has only room to go up from here. I agree, hundred percent. Like when you watch a quarterback step up to and like throw and it's on a line right into the chest, you're like, okay, yeah. And then we, yeah, we yeah. know what we have here just by that right there. Yeah. It's like when Stafford started the game yesterday, he, he, he steps into it, and you're like, oh, yeah, this offense is going to flow. And then Jalen Hurts just stepped up, and you knew right away, this offense is going to flow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 also, like, the, the one thing I, the one thing I'll just be a bit more specific about is that, like, he does that. He makes, like, the hard over the middle of the field throws, and, like, he just, he made a lot of different types of difficulty throws, and they were all, mm-hmm. they were all different, and he did all of them pretty well. Like, 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 he had the teardrops, he had, like, the hard line drives. Like, there's not a lot more I could have asked for him to do yesterday. No. All right. He was sick. All right. I my think last, yeah, I'll move on. But my last note is that, like I said, I've been saying it all off season, and it's like coming to fruition slowly. Keep your eyes out for Kenneth Gainwell. I'll tell you, he I is... still, I still saw nothing that I'm impressed s- me. I saw nothing. <laughs> like I'm telling you, Marco. I'm telling you, he's gonna like, I, like I, I want to make a rest of life bet with you, but like I don't, I don't know how to do it. I'm just telling you, I don't think he's good at all. Amen. It's not even about him being good. Like I can see potential in his, but it's just not not in Philly, because Philly's not going to be able to run the ball this year. I like, dude. I think the, he's the definition. Just, he's the definition of like future Carlos Hyde. Because yeah. at the same time, where Philly played unbelievable, it was the bad coaching was shadowed by Hertz's play. It, but you're, we're going to watch Philly get down this, the line this season, and you're going to just literally pull your hair out all season long. Well, that's like, the thing, too. Like, the Falcons don't really have a defense that, like, screams. So take everything that we've seen with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, yeah. Next, we have the Los Angeles Chargers and the Woofed Washington football team. Um, this was an interesting game. It was... Saw a decent amount of this game, too. Yeah, I watched Not pretty a- much this whole game. This game was one of the best games of the day. Yeah. It may be football-wise, but I can't really say that all the fantasy players jumped off. Well, yeah, that's true. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, as an actual game, this was a really sick game to watch. This was a great matchup. 100%. Yeah, I watched, I watched like, the first quarter. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's see what you got, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then, you know, he, uh, he's gone, so <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. But Terry McLaurin looks really really good it looks like it's going to be another year of him trying to struggle through mediocre quarterback play and i think he can do it he had a couple nice yeah that one nice catch on the sidelines mm-hmm. um yeah we'll see i uh i've been t- i've been saying t- t- terry mclaurin's name since he was drafted and i'll tell you he's like incredible but like it's such a shame like like i i, I wish he had it like a just one season where he could show what he, what he can actually do because he is incredible like he mm-hmm. is he is amazing like he came into the, into the league better than like anybody I've seen in the past like four years, and he still has not sh- had a chance to show it. Like I like he is better than Justin Jefferson. He's better than so many people, and he's just it's so unlucky for him. The other thing I want to talk about for Washington, and I think that's the only thing left, is um, Antonio Gibson. Like my God, like he he played. He's incredible. He bro. he played. No no he was he was good last year, but let me tell you this he. I don't know what the hell he did in the offseason, but my God, he, he, like, uh, one of the biggest surprises of the day for me was watching him play. Like, he was absolutely fucking spectacular. Like, it was amazing. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll be completely honest. I did not watch any of the Washington offense once Patrick heard. I was just, once the Chargers went off the field, I flipped to a different game. <laughs> like, I would rather have Antonio Gibson over, like, most players you could name right now. Like, he is, like, like him and Taylor were the two biggest jumpers, like, the last week, I think, almost by far. Um, let's talk about the Chargers. Um, uh, this is I, a really hard game to judge. So, like, I watched all the Chargers offense, and, like, Justin Herbert, like, I mean... He, he looked, looked good. He, oh, looked he, looked, he looked really I, I'd good. Say, I would say he looks okay, but then no. again, like, when you consider that it's against Washington's defense, then I guess, like... That's what I would... Yeah, that's how... Average it out to being very, very good, but, like, a lot of the throws he had to make were, like... I don't know. It's just like really, really easy, I guess, to convert. No, they were not. No, it's easy to convert third and three, third and fours when you have guys like Keenan Allen. Even Jared Cook was getting open a lot. What shocked me was that he never targeted Austin Eckler the entire game. Okay, well, no, stop just repeating the stat line that you see everywhere on Twitter. Like the the thing about Justin Herbert is this: um, Justin Herbert stood in the pocket every single play and made plays every single time. He targeted pretty much everybody, and he hit them when they were open and on time every single time. The people, like, most of the time when a drive ended, it was not his fault. Like, there were a few times where Keenan Allen got hit in the hands, and he was just, like, covered, like, really tightly, and he just, like, dropped it. Same with Mike Williams. There was a few plays where he just, like, killed it. Um, and there's the other, the, the there's another, another few ones where he just went for a deep shot and it just didn't work or where like, uh, Jared Cook would go, would be late on his route or something. There was never a single time where the end of a drive was Justin Herbert's fault. And I'm telling you, this kid is amazing. I don't know. I'm I, not I, Justin Herbert. Um, I mean, like, I understand the the, sh- the shock value of week one, but I think that Washington's defense is the best in the league by far. So, so I just I have no I have no words. I like honestly, Keenan Allen with a hundred yards that's impressive to me, and uh, Justin Herbert was still just as impressive. Like they got out of there with a win, even though I think Washington should have won that game even with the, whoever quarterback they had. Because their defense is just that good. Yeah, this is a huge win for Justin Herbert. Like this, this is this is a very extremely impressive. The, that was a massive win for the Chargers. Like that, that was a basically a, a must-win game at the for, uh, week one as a uh, must-win game. Gets. One hundred percent. I I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's going to be their worst matchup in like in like probably the next like they obviously they play the Chiefs and all that, but it's going to be their worst out of the division matchup. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. All right, I think that's all I got for this game. Yeah, I, the next we have was my upset of the day, the Steelers over the Bills. Okay. What do you guys have to say about this game? I mean, man, like, I came into this offseason, like, finally just willing to just submit to Josh Allen. Like, okay, you know what? If you're going to be, if you're going to just, like, screw me so many weeks in a row last year, I'm going to just say how bad you are. Submit to like him. Diggs is good too. I'm trying to get these guys in every league. And then I watch what I watched yesterday. I'm like, what am they I are thinking? Who we they- thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, man. I'm like, okay, maybe like things are just going to start coming to fruition this year. And it's like the same thing like watching Derrick Henry yesterday. I, like, I'm just thinking, like, oh, things are finally going to be normal. Like, I don't know. I completely agree. Uh, I was like, I mean, I've been t- I've been talking 
for a long time about how Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson can't throw football. And uh, I mean, I'm still right, but it's just hard to see it because he still like he played bad this game, and he th- because he threw it 50 times, he got 300 yards and a touchdown and ran for 50 yards. And I mean, like, what like what are you gonna do? Like like to put it in perspective, he almost had as ma- like just rushing, he almost had as many fantasy points as like the guy on the other side of the field, Najee Harris. And it's just like it's hard to. For fantasy, you're never going to care because it's just, all right, I can play bad and then just win. The I do want to butt in here and say that, to be fair, like the Steelers' defense was probably the biggest reason they started like 11-0. And I think that you can't just say it's all on Josh Allen. Like, it definitely, like when you have to throw the ball against like Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, like even you, and you're being pressured by like TJ Watt and all these guys, like it really you just... Have to, you do have to like okay. keep that in the back of your mind. That yeah, it's keep, not like oh, he's just playing bad. Let me go. Like let me let me go first. Yeah, let me go first. Go let me go. Yeah. So the the thing I'll say about that is Josh Allen on his team has every single weapon he needs to beat to beat the defense, but he does not know how to use them. Like Stefan Diggs on his own is the complete like he can dismantle that defense, and he did. The thing is, Josh Allen is not accurate enough to throw him the ball on time and on cue to make it a difference. The same with like he has downfield weapons he has gabriel davis he has he has singletary who like i mean well i I don't want to talk about him too much but like he's a good check down guy and he can he can work a bubble screen very well and then Mm -hmm. cole cole beasley is like the definition of of just a midfield grinders he has everything he needs the problem is he's not accurate enough to take advantage of it and it's just these are the type of matchups where he gets exposed so my this is my opinion on what Mark was saying. For so defensively, yes, okay. Steelers are an unbelievable defense, but let's talk about his matchups going forward and the fact that the Bills played a defense like this in a year in a year base. It's basically year two of Josh Allen of game planning of him because he had a great year last year. We we basically we've seen we haven't seen it from him until last year. So. Steelers basically just showed everybody how to game plan for Josh Allen because his 300 yards is a lackluster performance. I don't care what anybody says. It was bad. You scored 16 points. The, they go Dolphins next week. They go Washington football team the next week. Then they have three weeks off. They get Texans, Chiefs, and Titans. So good for you. Throw all over the place. Then they go yeah. bye week Dolphins. They go bye week, bye week basically for him again. Then they go Colts, Saints, Pats, Bucks, Panthers, Pats. Yeah, Josh but, Allen is not is not going to be what you think. Like I don't know, he's going to have a. He's, this is going to be his slumpier. Absolutely. This is like one of the reasons that I'm so surprised that I don't understand why the Bills would just scratch Zach Moss because the Steelers are probably one of the only teams where you do not want to be one dimensional against them. And if you like have the opportunity like, at the start of the new season, just like try to work the run game. They said they don't want to run Josh Allen all the time. So why do you go out and you like scratch one of your best two running backs? Mm-hmm. Well, that's well, what I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The, but the, I mean, if you're if you're surprised about that, if you watched any any of their film from last year, like like they're religiously opposed to running the football. Like they would, there were there were times last year where they would throw. Uh, up 20 and they would throw 25 times in a row and they would it would work but i mean like it doesn't work all the time because you can like when when you can just play two safeties back and dare them to run this stuff happens yeah like a a great example is is uh fourth and three i think it was fourth and three from like 
midfield. Josh Allen just on the last play basically like missed a guy wide open on third down. Mm -hmm. So they go back to the pass again on fourth down after he begged to stay on the field. Like they sent the punt unit out. They call timeout, send Josh Allen back out in the game. And then Josh Allen just gets pressured from all angles, fumbles. I'm like, yeah. that's Sorry, that sums up that sums <laughs> up everything right there. Like hundred percent. Like just punt the ball away. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Uh let's talk about the Steelers. Um I I, I think the I only say, yeah, go ahead. I love Chase Claypool. Like I know he didn't really have like the best game like that wise, but like this guy's always just like making plays like in the air and like he's just like explosive and he's like I was so hesitant because like last year he didn't really do much until he had that one breakout game. I kind of like just wrote it off like oh yeah he's gonna have the one game so I'm gonna do much but like I went back and I watched this film like even last year like he was like always just open he was always like making plays. I think this guy is probably the best weapon on this team going forward. Maybe you can argue Najee Harris but like I do think Chase Claypool is gonna be really really good. I will say the entire receiving core sort of reminds me of the Panthers circa Cam Newton when they had like Kelvin Benjamin and those two other guys. Um, yeah, they that's a great, uh, great one. Cause like the, the thing is the number one guy is Deontay Johnson. Like he's the guy that's just like the big man and gets it on the sidelines and chase Claypool's a really, really nice piece that just like can make a play. And he just, he's like a really shit in version, a version of Antonio Brown where he can just like, he can make really athletic plays sometimes and he can just play above his size, but it doesn't happen as consistently as it was if he was a legitimately great player. Um, and I mean, Juju, Juju's just a really good NFL player. He's like Golden Tate. He's going to be around forever. This, this whole trio is really, really solid. I like, I mean, the guy to own is Deontay Johnson and that's just because he's the first read. Like he's the first read on every single play and you can't tell me otherwise. That's just what it was. And there's no other reason. I think the whole trio is like from an NFL perspective, really solid. Like I would be like, if, if we had these guys on the Colts, like, oh my God, I would be so happy. Like I really, the, I, I think for fantasy, like, I don't think you can start any one. I don't think you're gonna be happy with, with all three of them most weeks. I think, I think this is much more of a real life thing than an NFL, than a, than, like, than a fantasy it's, thing. It's a half-assed Tampa Bay wide receiving core. That's yeah. All it is. Yeah. Um, they were just Ben Roethlisberger is an old 38-year-old, and Tom Brady's a young 45-year-old. Yeah. That's literally the difference. Like, yeah, I agree. He goes for not even 200 yards, but like he got the win, so I promise you he's very happy. But, Let's talk about yeah, Najee. Like, what do you think about Najee? The usage is encouraging. Yeah, that's about it, though. <laughs> yeah, I will say the thing, I, it's hard to tell on this game because he... The defense didn't give him a lot. Like the Buffalo defense didn't give him a lot, but he took what was given to him, and they're like he wasn't. There wasn't that many opportunities to make a play in the open field, so it's hard for me to tell like whether he's like good or not. I will say this one is like it was. It was. It was about average, and I would say that like it's it's encouraging he's able to do this, but like I need to see more. I yeah. he lo he just seems like another Alabama running back that just gets to the NFL and thinks that he has to be tougher. And it's like, you can still just be that elusive young guy. Like, do it. Like, make people miss instead of running into bodies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, we'll have to see how the matchups are. But I mean, when you play in the AFC North, it's not like you're going to have a lot of free matchups. So. No, exactly. And like, yeah. I believe in him. I do believe in him because I love him in Alabama. But let's, uh, let's wait. Yeah. Well, the other thing I'll say, we can move on to my personal... Most surprising game of the weekend. Go ahead. 49ers and the Lions. 
Oh, this one. I mean, I watched the entire thing start to finish. I, mean, I was just like... So like the the bait the surprises started before the game when they're saying Trey Sermon yeah. is a healthy scratch, Jamal Williams is a starting running back and he's expected to carry load. I was like, okay, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, like <laughs> the Lions put up thirty three points on a healthy Niners and like Eli Mitchell comes out and runs for the rookie record and it was just like, oh my god! Like even Trey Lance comes in, throws a touchdown, goes back away, like. <laughs> This Bro, game was just it's crazy, wild, and it was just funny that I was telling Josh to start Jamal Williams, and DeAndre Swift did a couple of good things, and by the end of the game, I think Jamal Williams had like .4 more fantasy points than Swift, and I was like, ah. It's you know, always that, nice when you just can't go wrong starting one of them. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I want to say that, like the Lions won't be able to sustain two solid fantasy running backs, but like... This was against the 49ers, and they just shut teams down last year, and it was just like, man, this is like an eye-opening experience. Like, as bad as I thought the Lions were going to be, like, you just can't be average and put up 33 points on the Niners. I, yeah, I agree. I I don't, I the thing is, like, okay, so here's the... Like, I don't believe that this is Jared Goff, right? Like, I, uh, like, I... How do I explain this? Jared Goff had had these sorts of games on the Rams, and I don't think he's a bad quarterback. But no, I do not think he's no anywhere near this good. I think there'll be a lot of games where he just simply like will throw games away for you guys. Like uh, the good throw them away. <laughs> I, I I don't expect this moving forward. Is basically the, what I'm trying to say. Like I. There's not like a like for fantasy like I don't think there's anything here that I'm really looking forward to forward to like to be honest. Oh, I'm very excited for TJ Hawkinson. Okay, I, for, I, Hawkinson. I, I forgot I about Hawkinson. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams and Hawkinson, they're they're both they both need to be owned and played every week. Jamal Williams looked so good yesterday. I like, like he looked, looked good too, but Jamal Williams looked another level good uh, for a Lions like, running back. Jamal Williams has looked so good his entire career. It's just like, when I was an Aaron Jones owner a couple years ago, I would just be like so scared just because like Jamal Williams could just take two carries and just go go and score. And you can't be mad because like he deserves those touches. And it's just like, you don't want him there if you own another running back. Like Jamal Williams is just like very, very efficient with his touches. He'll win you weeks. He'll just he'll score two random touchdowns and win you weeks. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, uh, let's talk about the Niners. Um, I uh, I don't know what to make about this really. Um, I'll see. What a what a story! Like I watched Debo Samuel score an eighty-yard touchdown over, and like Jeff Okuda just fucked up. Five minutes later, Okuda was getting yelled at by his coach, like just given an earful. Another, like, 15 minutes later, I get a report that Okuda's out for the game with an Achilles injury. I wake up this morning, and it's torn. Like, poor guy, but wow, Debo Samuel definitely looks very, very good. And hopefully, Ayuk can figure out how to be a pro for his own sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised. You know, I mean, the thing about Kyle Shanahan is that, like, I, like, I don't know, like, what... I think he hates fantasy because, like, they're like, would it have hurt him to say, like, hey guys, by the way, like, Trent Sherfield is like our starting wide receiver now, 
or like <laughs> or like one or like one time in training camp hey, i this elijah mitchell kid is like pretty not bad eh? like uh like you might want to keep an eye on him like thing is, like it's not even like sermon had a bad preseason like he looked good it's just like i was so appalled at these guys thinking yeah raheem mostert is gonna be fine we're gonna carry the he's gonna carry our load yeah like i and, don't like, know what the hell happened like even if like you still think like why would you have like I mean, hey, man, good for Mitchell, but I think, honestly, I don't trust myself owning Mitchell, and I also can't get myself to just start Sermon because I legitimately don't know what's going to happen. I know that Kyle Shanahan has his game plan for when Mostert goes down because, like, you just have to do that. I'm not actually sure what his game plan is now, so it's going to be... I think next week you'll find out who's the back to own while both Wilson and Mostert recover. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is like by week four, Trey Sermon's going to be the guy, and he's going to be the guy for the rest of the season. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I I, 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 I I don't know. We'll see. The this is uh, this is always a committee, and we're always so like surprised, and everybody's always so shocked. But it's always going to be a committee, like. You never know who's gonna get two, two, three touchdowns on a given week. If well, if one guy goes out for one play, it always goes to the hot end. Whoever's the hot hand goes plays the whole game. Healthy yeah. too, healthy, healthy, yeah. healthy. Like man, Jeff like Jermichael Hasty. <laughs> this guy's been around for how many years? He just comes in out of nowhere and scores a t- couple touchdowns. Like, yeah. But I yeah, know. no, there was a. It was a fun game to watch. I yeah, I'll say that. that game. Yeah, Trey Lance is going to be starting by week five. I'm, I'm pretty convinced. Oh, Garoppolo's awful. Yeah, so I. Uh, I'm happy. Uh, I'd be happy if I was a Pats fan. Like I, I when, when you, I don't know what you guys got for him when you traded him, but whatever you got, it was worth it. I no kidding. Yeah, worth. Worth. Next, Vikings Bengals. I am so Well, first off, like. I bet Mikhail is being a season Thielen versus Cup, and I'm so surprised that Adam Thielen did what he did. But at the same time, like I kind of expected a super big like drop off of Justin Jefferson, so I'm just surprised that it was Adam Thielen who did the work as opposed to like Dalvin Cook against the Bengals. That's what really surprised me the most. But what did you guys think? Yeah, the Bengals I think looked better like than I thought they would. Like I I think neither of these teams looked particularly good. Like Kirk Cousins like actively tried to lose that game for them. Um, I mean, the, the thing that I'll say is that the Bengals skill positions are just really good. Like I mean, I'm not going to talk about Joe Mixon here. Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow played like pretty well, and then. I mean, the receivers as a whole also played like pretty solidly. Like uh, the again, this is another group where I just I look at them and I'm like, they don't really have a gap here. Like they have everything they need. Like, I'm just like really glad for you know Jamar Chase. Like his career was almost over based on the reports and preseason. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm funny. really glad you know he dug himself out of the deep end and had a good game. You know, good for him. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 always funny to me that like between like April and September, your draft stock can go down by like half, and then by by week one, it can go back up and be double what it was. Yeah, and here we are. Well- Good, good for him. Uh, honestly, my takeaway from this game, the Bengals were uh, better than I thought they were. Yeah. But, but you know what? I, I should have seen that they were going to be decent on offense for sure. Burrow's a good player. He came back strong. Kirk Cousins, if you watched him play that game, like actually watched him play that game and then looked at his stat sheet, you would be like, how the hell? 
did you like how the hell did your stats look this good yeah it was like zach wilson because like he honestly was so bad yeah, it was terrible he was he and was then, he was awful and then and then again another team that just has no offensive line because Bengals have nothing to come at you and dalvin yeah. cook had 20 rushes for 60 yards that is atrocious that is atrocious. I was, I, i'm really surprised by that number because honestly, like this is what like I was in between starting cousins and Winston before the game, obviously. And uh it just seems like whenever Cousins is in the plus matchup, you don't want anything to do with the Vikings. You just don't want anything to do with the Vikings at all. Yeah. And and this this happened to Cook this time. Not not m- so much cousins, even though it was close to cousins. But it, honestly, like I don't know what it is about the Vikings. They play down to every opponent. They should have won this game by fourteen. Hundred percent. Speaking of, I don't know if you guys have any other things you want to add about this game, but if not, we can move no, on. Let's move on. Game have let's go next. We got the Saints and Packers. Jameis Winston looked so good. And, <laughs> like, I saw a Saints fan on Twitter, like, quote a video of him throwing the 50-yard touchdown to Deontay Harris. And the quote was, I haven't seen a Saints quarterback throw a ball that far since the first Barack Obama administration. <laughs> <laughs> like, Drew Brees, we said post for five touchdowns and only 140 yards. I looked up a stat. This is the first time that it's happened this millennium. And not only that, it also, four touchdowns and 100 yards hasn't happened this entire millennium. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Just to add on to your uh, the deep ball throwing thing, uh, Drew Brees after the games said, uh, "Wow, I can't believe that uh, this is what the Saints were missing this whole time." <laughs> <laughs> Coming but, from Drew Brees' mouth is <laughs> so funny. <laughs> One thing though is like, I do know why. I understand why the Saints cut Latavius Murray now. Like Tony Jones looks really like yeah, he looks very, solid. Very solid and if Kamara goes down like this guy I would not be surprised if he's like a top 15 running back yeah 15 is a bit much but I will say that the I will say this this says a lot for like the Raven situation like I think like if 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 Latavius Murray was cut for Tony Jones like Tony Jones looked pretty solid and if like Latavius is clearly worse than him then I think like Tyson Williams had a huge chance tonight yeah but then again like I think I'm kind of sad for Traquan Smith because I think if he was healthy, like Jameis Winston would have, the way he played would have helped him immensely. But the surprising, I guess, team of the weekend was the Packers because they looked awful. Surprising to some, I guess. Yeah, I mean, sure, everybody in this room besides Josh, I guess. I mean, I was, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't, ex- I don't know, like. I was not expecting that. You could have, I would have, like, you could, I would have bet, like, if you told me, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have less than five fantasy points by the end of week one. I would have bet you like a thousand dollars on it. I would have never made that bet, but I knew, I know, like, <laughs> I know that he's a diva. I know that he's a diva. We all know he's a diva. This is how he is. He's petty. He's always been petty his whole career. Green Bay was petty, was petty this season, too. They like just get, just give the guy what he wants, trade him away. You guys screwed, screwed his whole career basically by just. He's sitting out in a roster riddled. He's roster riddled basically. He's never got a draft pick in the, like in the first round on the offense. It's a it's a disgrace, honestly. Green Bay deserves everything that's going to come to him this year. And if they bench <laughs> Rod, I just can't wait for the for the game that Rodgers gets benched for love. It's going to be hilarious. There was I think 
10 minutes left in the fourth and Love got the sideline call. And he's like, hey, get in there, Jordan. <laughs> it can't get worse. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I am. It's going to be honestly incredible when we hear middle of the week that Jordan Love is getting the start against X team. And it's going to be so funny. But it's going to happen. I'm telling you because Rodgers is out for blood right now. I think it's going to be like there's a lot of teams who need a quarterback. And like if they can agree to like some type of sign and trade, then mm-hmm. I could see both Rodgers going somewhere. I think it'll be very, very interesting. But yeah, I think this team looks like a dumpster fire. But I think I think if they don't produce next week, I think we should be like it should be full panic mode right now. It's I think slight panic. But like to, when next week against Detroit, I think that'll be like the final like nail in the coffin. Yeah. Oh, well, next we have the other rookie in his debut, Zach Wilson. This guy yeah, this guy was not pretty. Uh, I will, I won't lie, like outside the fourth quarter, like this guy, like he he had the, he had the yips, dude. He looked like the moment was too big for him, for sure. Yeah, like he uh like he made a lot of like okay, fourth quarter, I will say, like he looked like a completely different player. Like he uh he played really really well, but like to get to that point, like man, it was it was it was rough. Yeah. I mean, I, when I saw the first drive, I was like, man, this is going to be hard to watch. Like, especially like me, I'm a Zach Wilson believer. I'm taking a step back 100%. But uh, now now I just I, I do agree that this guy this guy's offensive line, like they could sign all the BYU players from last year and it would have been better than last night, like yesterday's game. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. It was back then too. It's like this team is... I mean, good for Corey Davis, you know, like, I think he's yeah, good for him. Good for him. Like, his role after his entire career, and he looked really, really good. Like, he was this one saving point of the Jets, I guess. Like, honestly, other than other than that, there's not much to talk about for me in this game. Carolina is who we think they are. Yeah, I agree. They're going to be, they're going to be 10 and, they're going to be 9 and 8 or whatever, 10 and 7. Yeah. Who cares? CMC is going to be good. It's going to be Robbie Moore, or it's going to be Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore each week. You like Sam Darnold looks good. Good for him. I agree. Uh, I'm. Complete, I agree. I'm I have nothing more yeah. to touch about this game. I just think I looked at this stat line here and I saw that Sam Darnold scored a rushing touchdown but had negative rushing yards on the day. Yeah. Ew. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, next. Yeah, speaking of the worst offensive line of the day, we have the Tennessee Titans versus the. Arizona Cardinals and wow, Chandler Jones is on pace for eighty-five sacks. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's small. That is mind blowing. And like, I think it was like the middle of the first quarter, and their leading passer was their backup running back because he had a fake conversion on like a fake punt pass. Like <laughs> this was not a good game for the Titans' offense, and it's like, man. So yeah, and I just don't understand how like their left tackle, like Taylor Lewan, after the game, he's posting jokes on Twitter. Like this guy has balls. Let me tell you, seriously, like, balls of steel, bro. If you give up five sacks, like, hey man, thanks Chandler Jones for teaching me. I gotta work harder. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I would be so mad with anybody else. And then, but like the thing is, one thing I want to note is, like, as good as Julio Jones is. He definitely needs more time with Ryan Tannehill to like build Dude, their no, chemistry. Dude, no, shut up. Okay, here, here's the Dude, problem. Like one ball, he ran in the end zone. Like I don't know if you watched him, but like, he ran like a post in the end zone. He was open. He was like Ryan yeah, Tannehill. Of course he the was. Ball. 
he was but Ryan Tannehill hit him in the hands with the ball. Just Julio Jones was not expecting the ball to be there. Okay, here's like, the thing. Okay, here's the thing with Ryan. I'll tell you the problem with with the Titans. Right, this, the problem with the Titans was the same problem that any team Kirk Cousins, not Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff is on. The way that you win with Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, uh, like. Uh, Jared Goff, those type of players, is you have to micromanage the like hell out of them because if they have any free reign, they start thinking and they don't know like what's going on and they just start losing the game. And that's exactly what happened. Like whenever the play starts to break down, they just lose all control and they don't know what to do. So whenever like Ryan Tannehill has to freestyle, he doesn't know how because he's not a good player. So he, he doesn't have his on-time reads. He doesn't have any of that. And when that all goes out the window, he just, like, collapses. And that's what happened. Like, if you if you look at the fantasy stats, it's 15 points. It does not look that bad. But if you watch the game, like, he he's completely saved by that one rushing touchdown. And, like, he's just, like, he missed, he missed throws. He missed open receivers. And just because, like, yes, it was the offensive line's fault. But, like, there's a... There's a clear difference. There's a clear. Di- there's a clear difference when this happens to like a better quarterback. Like, th- like this is this is I w- this is on. I would say this is. I would put thirty percent of the blame on Ryan Tannehill and seventy percent on the line. That's what I'll well, say. The problem is, is like the Cardinals drove down the field, scored a touchdown right away, and it's like that Ryan Tannehill goes fumbles, and then they go and score again, and it's like you're already down. And Tennessee. They are not a team to play from behind, and especially yeah, because with, they're like, awful. Henry. So like, even like, even like Julio Jones like fucked them up. Like they had a chance to come back, and then like they get to third and one, and then a 15-yard penalty brings them back. Then like the next drive, they throw another interception, and it's like when you have turnovers, and like you're already playing from behind, it's not gonna look good. Especially when you have like Kyler Murray, who can literally do no wrong. Like this guy was sprinting from sideline to sideline, making plays. Like he was just banked the ball off the clouds on his one pass to Christian Kirk. Like, I would be so excited if I was Kyron. You know, like, you watch this game and you just see these guys do good and you're like, man, you know, like, you just sit there and smile. But, like, they looked really, really good on offense. And even, like, their running game, I think it was split mostly how we all thought it was going to be. It was not good. It was the, the only reason it looks good is because half of uh, Christian Kirk's like day came from that one garbage time run at the end of the first half where they got like a 40 yard, like hail Mary screen. And if, I mean, without like, it's, it's not good. Like the, the only rush, whatever the whatever the, the screens, whatever, either way, like if you take away that, like his day is a lot worse. Who's Christian Kirk's? No, no, no. The uh, Chase Edmonds, the running game. What does a screen pass to Christian Kirk have to do with Chase Edmonds? Sorry, sorry, game? I misspoke. The, the, the it's the Chase Edmonds one at the end of the first half. Oh, the Chase Edmonds catch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. But I mean, you take away forty yards. Like Kyler Murray still threw for two fifty, four touchdowns and ran one in. Like Kyler yeah, yeah, Murray yeah. was like. Like Hopkins too, like looks phenomenal. Well, yeah, Hopkins is Hopkins. Yeah. Hopkins is like we know who he is. Kyler, Kyler, I'll I'll, I'll say he looks about what I expected. Like, it, not perfect, but good enough as a thrower. And like he's the uh, the best running back on this team by like he's he's still top five running back in the NFL. Man, like Ky- like Kyler Murray is my is one of my bigger takeaways of the day. He he took a a step in my opinion. I think he looks phenomenal. I agree. I am like, like I'm on the Kyler train. Like he looked very, very good. Like I, like right now, if I could go back and do some drafts, Kyler Murray would be my second quarterback on the list. 
because I like I'm not taking anybody over Mahomes, but I'm taking Kyler next over off over Allen. I'm not Kyler Murray Allen. is Kyler Murray plays two positions at once, and the output is is there. I like I don't know. I'm 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 surprised at how much he's grown because I honestly was not a believer well, in him right away. To be honest, like he looked kind of like this last year before he fucked up his shoulder, and once he mm-hmm. hurt his shoulder, he was like kind of like sh- like shaky down the season. But like he looks healthy, he looks good, and I think it's. You know, good for the Cardinals. They have their guy. But speaking of Mahomes, if he has nothing else to say, I think that's a really good game to move into next. Yeah. The only thing I'll add to that last game is that, like Alex said, I love the comparison for the Titans and, uh, like, Tannehill and Jared Goff. Like, the Titans are a team that are literally built to win and ready to win right now, but it's the exact same thing with the Rams. Like, they now they have Stafford. They look like an entirely new offense, new team, ready to win now. If Aaron Rodgers ends up in Tennessee somehow, wow. Well, yeah, their entire offense changes. Like, the the thing is, like, you can't run that. Like, the Tennessee offense, the way that it works is just not the way that it works with a good quarterback. And the only reason it does work is because, like I said, they're micromanaging Ryan Tannehill. They to, have, like, and they have to, and it's the exact same thing they did with the Rams and golf. Like, yeah, yeah. And micromanage just, everything. Yeah, it's well, the, the same. Is, like, the Titans kind of sewer themselves, too. Like, when you have those weapons, and, like, and Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, and you're running the ball on first and second down, and it's like... You literally have one chance to complete a third and long, or you're punting, and it's just mm-hmm. like that gets you behind so fast, and it's like you don't need to be behind. Like you can just throw the well, ball I mean, first down. Like why not? The only thing Ryan Tannehill knows how to do is play action, and you can't run play action when you're behind, and that's how they lost the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, regardless, we'll talk about good quarterbacks. Wow. Yeah, this guy. Patrick this Mahomes, this man. this guy. Like, I didn't think it was possible for him to like get better like a lot after last season. He man, this game. Wow. Like just wow. The Browns went up so big so early, and I was like, man, they're getting revenge for the championship game. Like, good for them. And then all of a sudden, you hear, he did it again. He did it. Again. Honestly, it's just, like, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Like, I'll, I'll, I never blinked on this game. The Browns just kept scoring. And I literally just kept like just sitting there. I'm like, when am I gonna just bet the Chiefs? When am I gonna bet the Chiefs? They were for how much they went down and with possession, the Browns had the ball. They were never more than a three to one underdog. Really? Yeah. Three to one underdog because it's just so obvious what's about to happen. And like I literally said, I literally put in the chat. I don't know if it was in the in the chat with you guys, but right before that Tyree kill touchdown, I'm like. When is it going to happen? I said, like, it's it seems like it's going to happen right now, and literally 20 seconds later, boom. Yeah, happened. and then, like, once that the arrowhead started rocking, and then it was just all down. The defense the, just yeah. picked off the field, and like, the energy, and it was done. Yeah. But, like, wow, I, like, I, like, Baker Mayfield was amazing. Like, the Browns were honestly amazing. I love the Browns this year. I I think that Nick Chubb is probably going to finish the year as a number one fantasy running Dude, back. Dude, Nick Chubb is so good. Nick Chubb is, again, another guy. If I had to make ranks right now, he's top five. That's who I was going to argue with you when you said Taylor's top three. I said no. I definitely have, like... I would take Nick Chubb over Taylor, but, like, the... I, will I would s- go, like, Nick Chubb, CMC, and then I'm not sure the third would be. But regardless, I'll- like, this team looked so strong and then like they just slowly stop scoring and it's like the thing is when you play the Chiefs you can't take your foot off the gas just because like Tyree Kill can just get a 75 yard touchdown he did and mm-hmm. it's like 
Kelsey's going to go go and score one. He's good for one a game, but I think the biggest takeaway of the Chiefs is, like, they look committed to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like, they did not hand the ball around to, like, many people, and it was just... Yeah, he looked solid. I think he's. I think he looked he's like. Good. I think he looked pretty solid. Like he didn't like super impress me, but I think he did what he needed to do, and he did enough to where like I think just he's the guy. And I mean, there are gonna be weeks where like they're they're actually winning for most of the game. And I mean, in a game where they were down twenty points for most of it, I mean, seventy yards is pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, Clyde is good, and they deserve to give him the ball. <laughs> like. Yeah, he won't have enough reps to be in trouble. Like he might as well just be their only back. I agree. I I think uh, I think th- th- this is this is one of the best games of the week. And once the Browns get Odell back, I think this team's going to be like really scary. Yeah, yeah. And I and then I'm not and I'm not going to say that with Odell they they had a better chance of winning that game. Oh no no that their wouldn't have made a difference. Was a surefire, amazing. That like their offense was amazing. Regardless, they didn't even have Odell. And, like they just shot themselves in the foot. Like, well, no, they—they, they, I mean, they had a chance to win. They just like didn't execute. Yeah. They threw an as interception. As soon as they fumbled the punt, it was done. The game was over. Yeah, they just—they just threw the game at the end. Like they had it. They had every chance to win that game, and the only ones they have to blame are themselves. Like they—they they threw this game. The, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Like they—they—they they, they played well, but like the Browns had control the entire time, and they—they they messed up. There's yeah. one quarterback I'm thinking. I think it's Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Lamar. And there's one more person. But, like, those quarterbacks, none of them have beaten Patrick Mahomes. Which is, like, crazy. And Patrick Mahomes <laughs> That's crazy. has never... He's like, oh, and I think they're, like, combined 0-8 oh, against him. And they're all, That's lo- awesome. they're all losing to the 45-year-old man. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, when you go into Arrowhead, like, you cannot... You cannot give them anything. And it's like... But whatever. Speaking of teams to go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs the Pats game wow I was like I was so like it was an emotional roller coaster like I watched like Mac Jones just have like his I I can't get over his third down pass to James White like on the sideline I saw him hit that and I was like okay we're winning Mac Jones era in full effect we go we sell for a field goal whatever then like Tua just fucking throws up a prayer it gets picked off I was like, holy shit, this is actually going to happen. And Damian Harris fumbles the football. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, everything just looked exactly how I wanted it to look. Like, the Miami Dolphins defense is legit. The pass pass defense is honestly not as good as I thought it was going to be. Like, I think I think the ops, I think they were really good. I think Tua played really well. Well, Miami, like, they didn't take advantage. Like, if you watch the game, like, our second corner literally could not cover anyone on a quick slant. Like, whenever Devontae Parker ran a slant, he was open for eight yards. Whenever, yeah. like, the other guy was, I forgot the other guy's name, but whenever he was on him, slant for eight yards. Like, it was just bad. And, like, the last drive of the game, like, we have him pinned deep. And what do they do? Quick slant to Devontae Parker, eight-yard gain. It's like, man, like, they just gave them so much space. And it's just, like, I'm just... What? Yeah. It looks really, really good, but the fumbles are just not good at all. <laughs> Basically, for me right now, my takeaway from that game, and I watched a lot of it, uh, my favorite quarterback in the draft is Mac Jones by a mile. Yeah. And, and Lance. I mean, both of them are up there, but Mac, I li- I'm actually liking Mac Jones more right now. And I actually am buying every single piece of Miami I can on, on offense in fantasy. Dude, I I was I literally like, <laughs> give me any of them. I don't care Alex, which, Alex which name it is. I saw Alex was wanting to trade away 
catalog, and I was like, so Devonte DK Metcalf, sorry. And I was like, yeah, I can make an offer too. And then I thought about it, like, look at my bench. I'm like, I have Will Fuller coming back next week, and I legitimately think this guy's gonna have like a 20 point week next week. Dude, I and think I just, like yeah. the thing is the Pats defense is really, really, really good, and the fact that Miami was able to escape with a win is so big for them. But yes, I do agree. Like Miami I, is definitely a team I would be buying now. I think I think this 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 game specifically is a good model for what's gonna be the NFL for the next like year or two. I think we're gonna have a lot of quarterbacks like of this skill level just start to show up, and we're gonna have a lot of defensive heavy games for the next few years. And I think this game is one that like is. I think this is what the NFL is going to be for a lot of it for the next two years. because oh, It honestly, it just shows you the coaches that are just miles ahead of everybody else. 100%, I we agree, 100%. Two, I think two of the surefire, like, best coaches in, in, in the NFL. Like, Brian Flores has a lot to prove, but he, I guarantee you he will prove it. Because, like, Bill Belichick and him, they coach so similar similarly. They're both... <laughs> It's uh, it's incredible to watch them play each other. Those two teams. That was a chess ma- chess match, and unfortunately, like that's one that Bill should never lose. But you, I mean, you just can't happens, coach fumbles. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Exactly. yeah it, it's it's a, it's a hundred. Like, yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill didn't lose lose that chess match. He just lost. Like you know. Yeah, Damian it Harris is what it lost is. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. That was an incredible game to watch, and I'm I'm gonna watch it again because honestly, it was so good. Not me. I am sick to my stomach. Well, yeah, I would I, I would be sick. too. But I was a non-fan, and like more, I'm not even like I'm I'm rooting for the Patriots too. But I like to see Miami succeed. Like, there's a lot of like cool like any Miami fan you know like I, that I know personally. I'm like, all right, I can I can root for you and your team, whatever. So it's just like Miami's not a team that it hurts me if I see them win. Like I literally hate Bills fans. I hate yeah. them with a passion. I think the Bills finished third in the division. I like. I saw. Well, speaking of Bills fans, this one puts out there. I saw this video, and this guy brought his newborn baby to like a Bills game, and they baptized him. Meaning they had a little mini foldable table, and I they saw. placed the baby on the table. The table folded in half. <laughs> I love how the Buffalo fans party. I just hate how they talk about their their Lord Savior Josh Allen, like he's yeah. Tom Brady. We guys think. Okay, actually, I was gonna say what I think is like surprising is like they look like Miles. They want to use Miles Gaskin. Just like, well, he's just the best guy they have. Like, it's just very obvious. Like, there's no, yeah. there's nobody else in this team that's that good. And I don't think, and they don't have one guy that's like, man, that guy is really good at football. I think they're all, like, if you're gonna see him next week, he's coming off suspension. Okay, well, okay, whatever. I meant as running back. <laughs> I meant, I meant like, uh, like. Like if Miles Gaskin goes down and Salvin Ahmed has to like show up, like I think he's gonna be pretty similar. Like there's not like, I think Miles Gaskin is just a guy, but like that's that's that I mean that's fine. You can be that in the NFL. He's I think he's pretty solid. Like I think he's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all I got for this game. I think it was it was this was a really sick game to watch. I I really enjoyed it. And these quarterbacks are man, they're both so good. Yeah, that that they're they're awesome. All right, next. Denver and the Giants. Is that all we got left? Uh, I think so, Marco. Is that all we have left? Until Monday, until Sunday Night Football. Marco? Pardon? Sorry, my headset fell apart. I'm back. Denver, Denver and the Giants is what we have left for the day games, right? Um. 
Yes, we do have that one, and wow, I, I have no, I have no. I'm surprised that they used Javante Williams as much as they did. I think that Melvin Gordon long touchdown run was very, very impressive, and I think that's going to stave off Javante Williams for one, two weeks. But sucks seeing Jerry Judy go down like that. Yeah, he played really well. I will, I will say this: like he looked like a man on a mission, and I'm. I, it sucks for him because he played the best on. He was one of the best players, if not the best, on the field. Absolutely. And then it's just one of those things too that. You know, we're just waiting so long for Cortland Sutton to be that guy, and that, and then you see, you get a one and a one for fourteen week, and you're like, okay, I can finally just put this guy on my bench. Who cares? And then Judy gets hurt, so then now you're gonna start him next week, and he's just gonna do it to you again. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like the thing about like I, I don't know what the hell to do with him. Like I, uh, like I, he's. It's the worst situation ever. Like this is the worst situation you never have in a player. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like he, uh, like I don't know what to make of him because like he he seemed okay, but for some reason they were just like not throwing to him, and I, I don't I don't know if it's just because Judy was playing like extremely well because he was, or like what was going on. Like I don't know. Like I think like like I don't know what to do with him. Like I I legitimately have no idea. Like I I don't yeah. know. I have no I idea. Mean, the offense was honestly like efficient. Like the Giants were shutting teams down like Jason Brad uh, James Bradbury had a really good year last year and it's like the fact that the Broncos came in put up 27 points and like just left like on, they came in on the road did that and then left like it's eye opening like the Broncos are going to be a good team this year yeah There's i mean no i mean around it. yeah they're going to be the most interesting team this year i'm not going to say they're the good a good team they're going to be interesting to watch though because their defense is so good, like we're gonna, we're not gonna see the stellar performances from Teddy Bridgewater. Is he gonna manage the game correctly every single week? He's one of those guys you gotta micromanage. Like, but now without Judy, now I'm a little bit more worried for them. Yeah, because I think now they're gonna be a little bit more one-dimensional, rush, rushing, running the ball a lot more, and it's gonna be check down Teddy a lot more than we saw this in this game where we're like trying to force him down to throw downfield finally, which was good, honestly. I agree. Yeah. But speaking of run games, I think Saquon Barkley has like three weeks to prevent himself from turning into David Johnson. <laughs> I don't even think I don't think that's fair. I think what happened like I like I don't know. Like here's the thing about like about what what we saw about Barkley on the field. Like we had like I had no idea like he got ten carries, but I was like I didn't see anything. Like like he Every play was shut down. There was nothing there for him every single time. And I like I, I can't even tell you like whether or not I thought he was like hundred percent healthy. Like I don't know. Like I this is just a game where I think the Giants being terrible just like I mean, this is kind of what I expected. Like I think the Giants are the are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, I think the guy on the Giants that like like if I had to give you a guy on the Giants that like impressed me more than like usual, like Sterling Shepard, like he like he did what he normally does. The difference was like he actually got hit like at the right time a few times, which leads to the stat line. The thing that I'll say is Kenny Galladay looks pretty good. Like he uh, he made a lot of lot of really 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 like fast athletic plays and like he I just like the what what I saw from him. Like I'll, I'll put it that way. Like I I don't know what to do with it yet, but I'll, I'll just like file it away. I think he looks pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if you have anything to add to this game, Josh, but I 
No, I don't care about this game at all. It's exactly how I thought it would go. Yeah. Is the last game the the night game? Yeah. The Bears versus the Rams. I think this game, like, my one, I guess the main takeaway is David Montgomery looks good. Like, he... That's not the main takeaway. It's one of the takeaways. From the Bears. From the Bears. I mean, we all, like, I don't know how you guys felt, but I felt that this was just, like, again, a scapegoat week for Andy Dalton. We'll see Justin Fields in the next week or so. We bet. We better. Like, I I, I can't believe he he was on the field for three plays and he scored more fantasy points than Andy Dalton. Like, that is ridiculous. Like that. I mean, that's the thing. They just don't, they didn't want to kill him because. No, dude. Like, but you got to, like, like, you can't tell me, like, if you're, you put anybody in the nfl right and if you tell me this guy's gonna play on 50 snaps and this guy's gonna play on three and you tell me the guy that plays on three is gonna have more fantasy points i'd bet you any amount of money against that well, let me tell you a story about a guy named Legarrette blunt okay well yeah <laughs> <laughs> no um, yeah so while you think about how to recover from <laughs> like i don't know i just think that like this is a really, really good defense in the Rams, and like, yeah, that's David Montgomery. The Rams are the like, biggest takeaway. I think he is like Dave Montgomery as well as he, and mm-hmm. even when Justin Fields is going to come in soon. Again, I'm saying again, it was nothing to do with talent wise. Like, apparently, like they were saying that whenever Justin Fields was on the like on the field, the Bears players were just a lot more excited and like they were more happier. And <laughs> it's like, God damn. Oh shit. I just literally think this is just they don't want Justin Fields to come out there and get his confidence shattered because there was no way that the Bears were winning this game. 100%. And I feel like just sending your rookie quarterback out there to die against Donald and Ramsey. Yeah, like, on prime time. That's his, not yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, so I, 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 I agree. Smart, smart decision by Matt Nagy, but now for he's once. just called it up for with once. putting Fields out there before your season is over. But for so, the Rams... I think Matthew Stafford is like, you know, everyone, like we're so close to Windsor, we watch Lions game a lot. Matthew Stafford literally has done what he did in Detroit, but except now he has a much, much better team around him. So everyone else is starting to take notice. But like, I was like, Matt, (laughs) I saw this thing in the summer perfectly. Watching Matt Stafford is like watching your ex-girlfriend be happy with a new man. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know. You see, Matthew's like, he just played really, really, really well. He looks so happy. I never seen him smile once in Detroit. <laughs> Dude, it honestly just depends on how you look at it. Like, for me, I'm like a diehard Lions fan, but I just got sick, so sick and tired of hearing people hate on Stafford that I'm like, get the hell out of here and yeah. do something. And, like, literally this morning, I sent out 10 text messages to other people, and I just all I said was, what are your thoughts on the Rams last night? And like every everybody just says, oh, you know, if you give them the best team and the best coaches, I'm like, yeah, like you don't want, like you don't know football at this point. Like you honestly just don't know football because Matthew Stafford is. I said it to Alex before this. I would take Stafford on my list of QBs third, third in the league because Stafford is going to light it up every single week. Like yeah. he is a he's the most sure thing. 300 yards, distributing the ball to every single player on the field. Like he is, this is another team. I want every single player on offense. Give me every single piece. I don't care who you are. Robert Woods even salvages night at the end of the night. Oh, I'm it's, so up. I'm bent about that. <laughs> but it's just, it's like he, Matthew Stafford is just that kind of team guy where you know the ball is getting into everybody's hands any way that he can. Yes, like I think 
even like Cooper Cup, we all knew he was going to be that guy. And you hear stories about Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup eating breakfast together. And all of a sudden, yeah. Cooper Cup goes for seven catches, 108 and a touchdown. It's like, yep, yep, yep. I wish they would have told us that before the draft. Like, we know Cooper Cup is a deep threat. Like, we know that, that Stafford has a huge arm. Cooper Cup is literally, like, everything. Like, he can get it done, like, on the quick slot routes. He can get it done, like, deep he down gets, the field, too. He like, just is so sneaky. He gets so lost out there. He's, like, Adam Thielen, but better. Like, I will agree. Like, That's that, perfect. Yeah, I agree 100%. He's so sneaky, bro. Like, if like he could be targeted, like, 10 times in the red zone, like, in six weeks, like Adam Thielen is, and have eight, nine touchdowns. Eight, nine touchdowns. It's incredible. He's always open. And Matthew Stafford is the king of just zipping it through and getting it to guys that like to get open. I'm telling you, like Cooper yeah. Cup is is going to be a wide wide receiver eight. When I saw Matt Stafford take that first like long touch on Evan Jefferson, I was like, "Holy shit, that's the Deshaun Jackson." <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> but what'd you guys but, think of the yeah. Rams run game? Man, just whoever's it's it's the same thing as the Rams for me. Like this team looks so similar to the Rams. Because now that they're going, they are the Rams. <laughs> I mean, so it's so similar to the Chiefs in a sense where, like, Matthew Stafford has the ability to extend plays. Sometimes he gets a little bit lost in the pocket, but if once he like he finds himself in the in the pocket, he gets a little bit normal, like basically like normalized in in his in his scenario. We're gonna just start seeing these ridiculous plays where people are gonna be like, hol- like holy shit, Matthew Stafford does this. Like, yeah, he's been doing this for nine years. <laughs> like. That's what he does. He just extends plays and throws the ball a hundred yards. It's it like it's everything that we see in Pat Mahomes, but in like a, in like a little bit of shitty shittier version. I yeah, I mean yeah, hundred percent. I agree. The uh, the run game, I, I I feel very similar to how it is in in uh, in the Chiefs. The I don't feel anything special about Daryl Henderson, but I mean he did he did he did what he did and he needed he did it well. Like like I, I mean, there's just gonna be there's gonna be opportunity for him. Yeah. It's like it doesn't really matter. Like if they get down if they're down inside the five, Henderson is is a threat for a touchdown every single time. Like Sony Michelle's not gonna touch the rock too much in the red zone. We know that. Or like, at all, yeah. Or at all. Like Henderson is the is the guy to own there, like which is good. Like it's honestly it's a perfect time for a guy in a dynasty league to just sell off on him and try and get somebody for the future, in my opinion. I don't know who owns Daryl Henderson, but I'd be going out and trying to get a guy like Gibson this week. Yeah, no, I mean, if I had to hit on Shannon Dynasty owner, uh, it's a ticking time bomb because that ship I'm... is going to sail. <laughs> sails. It's all, I, I mean, I said this as you traded for him. I said, man, like, your team is not in a position where you can capitalize on the short, short cruise of no, but... Henderson, and it's just... Yeah, but somebody but will. Somebody, somebody will. will so, like, I literally... Back. I literally just made such an amazing move by getting Henderson because and Hunt because I'm honestly like I'm in I could keep Hunt but now I'm in a position now where I'm going to take two running backs and I'm going to go and get a guy that might not even be look, like look that great but he has a future in the NFL like I gave away DeAndre Hopkins sure he's 29 years old and Amari I'm not, Cooper but I'm not and Amari Cooper Amari Cooper sucks but you know what I honestly I wasn't I was in a position where you know what I was like I'll take a first like I'm not that impressed yeah. with my with my team right now, like honestly, I don't know. That trade was a was a fair trade. I needed a running back, but then, yeah. then I then I got rid of Kels after Cam Akers gets hurt, 
And then all, now I'm just trying to make a move for the future. Give me, I'm telling you right now, I'm going straight to my uncle tonight. I'm what, what, like, here's a blank check for Antonio Gibson. Uh, dude, I've, I've, yeah. I've already, I've already sent them a message on sleeper. I'm waiting for him to get back to me. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I want him so bad. I literally sent him. I said, here's a blank check. Like, who do you want from me? Honestly, well, this is the problem, right? Like we can start, we can start transitioning. Actually, Kate, let's just talk about the Monday night game. Then we'll transition to fantasy sleepers talks. Do you guys, what are you guys expecting out of the Ravens and Raiders this night? About two hours. I honestly just don't even care. Uh, this is going to be not that great of a game. I think uh, the Raiders are just going to be John Gruden, and the uh, the 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 Ravens are just going to try to run the ball and fail, and they're going to try to throw the ball, and Lamar Jackson's going to make it make it like sixty percent of the time, and whether or not he does better than that will decide the game. I, I think that Waller is going to play phenomenal tonight. Oh, that too. And uh, Waller is going to be incredible, like always. I think that the Baltimore Ravens will win by a sizable margin, but the the, Ra- the Raiders will also have flashes flashes of brilliance. Like it's going to be a hard game to win for. It's uh, you know what I changed my mind. Not a sizable margin. It's going to be a tough game to win for Baltimore, but they're going to get it done. Because I think it's going to be really interesting. The uh, Raiders receiving court because you know they're going to want to run the ball with like. Jacob and Jake, but I think like to see if Brian Edwards actually has what they say he has, and even just to see whether like the first but, like, of the draft last year with uh, Henry Ruggs, like to see does it even matter though? Because it, John Gruden will say how much he loves guys like wide receivers, but they won't like they just don't get like targets. Targets, yeah. <laughs> like Derek Carr is another guy. You have to be so careful. Yeah. I agree, but like oh, I said, I'm, I would love I mean, to see Rugs be good. I think good. the Ravens think are going to run away with this game, but like, well, the like if I would not be surprised if the if the Raiders won this game. Well, I mean, it's going to be like just because like that stadium's going to be packed. Man. If the Raiders win, it'll be like twenty-four to twenty-one or like twenty-four to seventeen. But anything, and it's going to be like a low, like slow, just like clock run game. But I don't know. That's going to happen, but I have nothing really. I don't really have a lot of guys in this fight, so I'm not going to be too excited watching. No, them. these are two teams that are like low on my totem pole of guys I want to own. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. You know, like, like I know Mikhail's probably shaking right now with like pure joy and excitement, but I, <laughs> that's one. So hopefully it all yeah. goes well, but we'll see how it goes. But yeah, back to the sleeper talk. When we look at like Jason's team, like it obviously wasn't a good week for him, you know, putting up 90 points, but. The problem is, he doesn't have running backs, so you have to give him, like, a lot to take away one of his running backs, because, like, he has Gibson, Josh Jacobs, and then, like, there is not another running back. I would pay so much money for for Gibson and Dynasty. My my check is, is so blank. Like, with my signature already on it. I would say, like, honestly... It would literally have to be, like... Probably a two picks and then a running back because like I think I'll, I'll give you two running away, backs and a pick. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say like throw him the two running backs I gave you in like a second or a first and that's fine. That, that's what I'm thinking. Y'all give him but two super startable running backs at, at any week. Here's a second round pick in the in like 2023, and then I mean we have a done deal. I'll lose every game this year. <laughs> I was also, but yeah, like I said, it's going to be a, 
interesting, interesting week. I don't know what your main fantasy takeaways are, but seems like the I, best thing to do is just go after the Chiefs. I think that for fantasy, this is the most like fucked up week I've seen in a long time. Like nothing makes sense if you just look at stats. Like across all leagues too. Like it was like there was a lot. Like there was like a lot of question marks. Like me and Jake basically lost our super flex. We lost our running back. We lost our running back, and then it's like we go out and we have a two and zero week. Like yeah, it's, it's it was a it was a weird that, week, dude. That was like, wild. That is wild. The story, honestly. Like. And you look at, like, even Dynasty, like, people are just, like, there's so many, like, spec, there's so many ends of the spectrum, and it's just, like, you have guys who are going for, like, 90 points, and then guys are just, like, going up. It's going to be a close season. Oh, yeah, this season, this season across the board, it's, 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 across all leagues, it's, like, the most even that I've seen it in a long time, and it's, and the thing is, if you look at the numbers, like, it won't, you won't see that, just because, like, this week has been really messed up for scoring. Like it, it does. Like I'm telling you, it doesn't. Nothing. If you're just looking at a spreadsheet, you're not going to make sense of any of this. Well, the yeah. problem is like you have guys who are drafted to be great and they were great, and you have guys who are drafted to be great and they weren't great. Well, I mean, yeah. Welcome like, to fantasy. No, 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 no. The problem is like in between those players. Like normally, you get guys that are like flex plays and like whatever. But a lot okay, of the guys yeah, yeah. did really, really well. We're just like either unrostered or just not started at all. Like, you start out the weekend, like, Gronk, who is on probably 85% of people's benches, goes out for 25 points. And it's like, you look at even the, like, nobody started the Elijah Mitchell. He goes and breaks the rookie, like, wide receiver record. And then you have, like, Deontay Harris. Like, all these guys who are just, like, out of nowhere. And then, at the same time, you have guys who you think are going to do good, like, I don't know, like, James Robinson. And he goes out and gets five carries for... 25 yards like it is all over the place and i know week one is always like like that but i think this year is just surprising as to what happened i think i i think this week week one it's been the most surprising in terms of numbers but i think once you like like i was really confused after the games because you don't have time to watch them all while they're going on but like after i went back and watched like the ones that i missed it made a lot more sense to me because like it seems pretty normal it's just like the numbers are so messed up it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah, I like personally. There's a yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm my number one target is is uh, Gibson for dynasty. If I'm going out and getting somebody in keeper, like just give me any piece of the Chiefs, any piece of the Rams, and I'll send you back wh- what you need. And like, <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's those are the teams that I like honestly. And then like, I don't know, man, like. I also am I'm I'm pretty big on on the Browns as well. Like, if you want to give me guys like uh, Beckham, I'm not paying that much for, but I'll take a piece of the Browns offense. Like, in the sense where I'll take a piece of Baker Mayfield. Like, if you need a quarterback and somebody's stashing Baker on their bench, yeah, like I'll give you value for Baker. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be like an interesting little bit we have coming up. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think this, this... It, su- it sucks that we can't talk about waivers that much, but like, well, I mean, waiver, I yeah. Don't, I don't think that it's that that big of a week for waivers. I don't think so either. I think Elijah Mitchell is gonna be. I mean, I don't know what to make of him yet. I think we'll we'll find out next week. But I think Elijah Mitchell is going to. I think he's people are gonna spend a lot more on him than we should, and I think we're gonna we're not gonna know until like week four. Yeah, 
Well, that's what I said. Like, I literally think we, when I started talking with the Lions game, I said right away, like, Liza Mitchell and the R- Niners run game just seems like the biggest trap ever. Ever. Because you probably have, like, that's the thing, right? You say we're going to have four weeks until Trey Sermon takes over. And so that means you have, like, a four-week waiting period. And in between, like, the four, like, when that happens, you have three weeks until both Wilson and Mostert are back and ready to play. And it's like, when that happens, like, you're not just going to leave them on your bench. Like, you're going to have to, it's just going to be a nightmare all year. So that is, like, one back that I'm not really super. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think I think what, how I'm handling it is I'll, I'll just take the guy that I believe in and I think is the best. And, I'll, and I mean, for me, that's Trey Sermon. I mean, if I have Trey Sermon, I'm just not going to tell you to go ahead and drop him. But, like I said, it's going to be, uh, I don't know if you can start him with confidence. No. Like Alex asked me if I want to trade him today. Like there's po- there's definitely a possibility. I just haven't been able to look. But uh, I don't know if I like I lo- I love Trey Sermon as well. But see that that's where I know I'll get enough value from Alex because we both like him. Well, we'll see. Christian, we'll see what Christian lets me will let me do. But yes, well, you probably you will. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see because. Uh, but yeah, definitely waivers this week. It feels like especially dynasties. There's no one. Uh, there's nobody on waivers dynasty there's uh, there's there's I like it's, it's like um, i was gonna I, I even checked if there was fucking mark ingram and he's owned by kai yeah like, well, that's the thing too like i was looking at like like if steric didn't draw i knew i looked at my team right and i had okay i have ryan fitzpatrick and ryan tanhill cam Loon just got released to sean watson's like borderline prison so i literally only have two running back quarterbacks and steric dropped pyrod taylor so i was like okay i need to get this guy just because like i need to have a third running back Week one comes around, Ryan Fitzpatrick is now dead, and Tyrod Taylor is literally, like, the only other quarterback on my roster who's playing in the NFL. So it's like... That's crazy. There is going to be, like... Like, people don't realize, like, even on bye weeks, like, once Garoppolo goes down, like, Kyron's team is just going to, like, non-exist. Like, when he stops, like, bye weeks, he's just not going to have a third quarterback to play. Yeah, I said this after the draft. I said, uh... I said parents team is going to be like a sleeper just because he has five quarterbacks and that's going to be worth value in like a f- like when the season starts. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And they're not even good. They're just there. Yeah, I know. You could like trade Daniel that's Jones great. for like a second. I no, I offered to he wants way more. Like I think I offered him like Watkins in a second for Daniel Jones and I got declined. And at that point I knew I was like, okay. Okay, well if that's getting declined, I, he's like that's not happening. I, I would I would probably give a second. I would not go first. Thing, though, like, I was just like looking, I was like, okay, well quarterbacks are just you need to find one one way or the other. But yeah, it's gonna be uh interesting week. I mean Dynasty is gonna be interesting because like Hopefully now people have like calmed down and realized that like if you make a trade, it's not just gonna affect you this year. It's gonna be like forever. So you actually have to make sure it's what you want to do. Oh, it's more so. That I think now everybody's pretty happy with their team. There was like after the draft, there's a few minor things people wanted to tweak, and I think that's pretty much done now. Everybody has their guys. Yeah, no, like happy with my equity. I wouldn't say my team is that stellar at all. Uh, yeah, same. I'm pretty happy. I I like a lot of my guys. I think I'm I, for that league. I'm I'm pretty happy. I would like to hit a few home runs on my bench. Like I would, like I would, I would love to see the Buffalo actually give the ball to fucking Matt Breida, but because I actually think that he's decent. But even the even like guys like Hunter Henry surprisingly getting like zero 
Well, Hunter, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith did play a lot. They played mo- they played a lot of two tight end sets, and they, they threw the ball like a decent amount to both of them. And, I mean, there was even a few plays where I think, like, Jonu took some out of the backfield. Like, mm-hmm. like the, they, they both played a lot. I think uh, I think it was just more game script because, I mean, that game was 16-17. And, like, just, like, the fact that they didn't get the ball, I just think is, like, I think it'll happen more weeks than not, but it might just be a Patriots thing. I think it's the Miami defense that people are just not giving the credit for. I think they're a very, very good defense, and you'll see it as they play other teams, but, like, that team and is going to be really, really good. I know that their defense is sick, and, uh, I like, I'm I'm completely sold on Miami, trust me. Both those teams, I'm completely sold on both of them. They're unreal. They're going to be so fun to watch all year. But, uh, yeah, I'm just staying from a perspective of what I want to see, hit like, hit a home run on my bench. Like, Hunter Henry is one that I would like to see. He has the potential to be a top eight, I think. Marlon Mack, like I would like to see him get a snap maybe next week. I think he's dry. I think he's dro- he's he's droppable everywhere besides Dynasty. Damn. Like yeah, he, I, mean, like, yeah. I, have him in, I have him in Dynasty. Like I would like to just see see a snap, like one snap. Yeah, me too. I was I was like like I'm dropping him everywhere I have him in like normal leagues. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, uh, I think that's pretty a pretty good spot to end it. We ran a bit late, but the first week of the season is going to be like that. Uh, there's a lot of shit that happened, and there's going to be a lot more shit that happened. So, I mean, we'll be back next week, and we'll we'll see you guys then. Yeah, boys. Yeah.